Hello and welcome to the Wellbeing Wanderer podcast. I'm your host, Kat Burdett, wellbeing coach, eternal nomad, and self-love enthusiast. Come join me on a journey as I deep dive into what it really takes to achieve that happy, content state of being. The goal of this show is to bring you those feel-good vibes, expand your learning, and encourage your own personal growth so that you can discover what well-being means for you. I'll be exploring every and any genre, including health, mindset, spirituality, and much more. So get ready for a juicy, mind-opening, raw, and real experience where no topic is off limits. I hope this helps you to feel good. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of the Wellbeing Wanderer podcast. How are you all doing? It's been a little while since I've done a solo episode, thanks to my crazy lifestyle, but I'm actually recording this now from Thailand, and we got rain and thunder and lightning happening in the background. In fact, I'm sat facing the window now looking out onto the storm whilst recording this which is pretty cool actually and it's the perfect time isn't it to record a podcast because I can't go outside and sunbathe so here I am talking to you beautiful people (laughs) and in today's episode I want to share with you why I feel so pulled to these beautiful tropical countries and why I've always felt this way. Actually Thailand where I am right now I've been here I think this is either the 10th or 11th time uh, primarily because my dad lives here Um, and every time I come it's a completely different experience and I do enjoy it every single time. But it's not just about going to tropical beaches and drinking pina coladas. It's so much more than that. What really draws me to places is the people and the food, let's be honest. I love food, I'm a big foodie. But the people and the community I meet, other travelers that I meet, and the fact that I'm mixing with people that I wouldn't usually have the chance to mix with. And what's really drawn me to Costa Rica is the fact that there are a lot of really like-minded people there. So we've got a lot of entrepreneurs that head to, well, Nosara in particular. And it also has a massive spiritual community. People are very connected to themselves there, connected to nature, to the jungle, to the ocean, and are looking to do a lot more personal exploration. So I could give you a million stories of different beautiful tropical destinations that I've been to. I could chew your ear off about Fiji. (laughs) I could go on and on about Bali. But what I actually want to talk to you about is the place where I found my soul home. And I've been to so many places around the world, so many beautiful tropical places but there is something in particular that has pulled me to Nosara and so I want to share with you my story about how I ended up there and why to me it feels like home. 
So this episode is really going to connect you a lot more with my soul desires, who I am, and what my values are in life and what really is important to me. So it all began back in England on a cold winter's day. Now I'm just kidding with you. (laughs) What actually happened was (laughs) I was watching this program on Costa Rica, which is also the Zac Efron program known as Down to Earth. And it does focus more on the expat side of things. But nevertheless, I learned about Costa Rica and I had this overwhelming feeling inside of li- side of me. I was like, you have to go, this is it. You have to go, you have to get your ass there now. You gotta go, you gotta go. So this kind of happened to me around December time. And this was in the height of the pandemic. So it was December 2020. Um, I'd been working flat out in the hospital, wearing masks, gloves and gowns, treating cancer patients in my former job. And I was uh, pretty stressed from all that. But at the same time, I was, well, I didn't know at the time, but I was about to experience my spiritual awakening. And leading up to that point, I had been feeling very tapped in with myself, very connected to myself. And... I was at a point where I developed my intuition really well. It was very strong and I was beginning to fully trust it and use it as guidance. And when I saw this program, it was such a strong intuitive hit that I was like, there is no question. I I became obsessed with it. I kept hearing people talk about it. It was everywhere all the time and I was like okay that's it right we're gonna go and then I had my spiritual awakening I think it was around January February time and all this kind of these synchronicities started happening everything started to line up and obviously it was also still the height of the pandemic and I thought how am I going to get out there because everywhere's on the red list and it's just not looking like it's going to happen. But somehow I knew that I, I had to be there. And this was my destiny. And an important part of my life path. So I booked the flight regardless. I booked it for May. I think it was mid-May or the end of May when I went in 2021. And actually, I, I before I went, I was like, oh... I don't actually know if I can go because everywhere's locked down. And then I found a loophole in the system. And that was, you can go, you can travel if you are going to volunteer because it's deemed as essential travel. And I thought, wow, well, this is perfect. I've, I've always wanted to do some volunteering work. I love animals. I love nature. Let's see what I can find. So I was looking into where I could do some volunteering. And originally I wanted to go um, all the way down south um, to uh, Montezuma to work at a rescue center for animals. But they wanted quite a long commitment. They wanted at least three weeks from me. And I thought, well, I don't really want to spend too much time doing that. And then the lady who I spoke to on the phone 
part of the organization, she told me about, well, she goes, well, how about Ostianel, where the sea turtles are? How about the Olive Ridley Conservation Program? And I was like, oh my God, yeah, that sounds amazing. And so for that reason, I ended up in Ostianel. Now let's jump back to me trying to get out there. <laughs> so what happened was I, I volunteered and it was so beautifully divine because the day that I actually caught the flight, Costa Rica changed from a red, uh, a red list country to a green country. <laughs> so in actual fact, there was nothing stopping me from going anyway. And I got all my volunteering paperwork ready to show as I was uh, queuing up to check in my bags and everything like that. And they, they didn't want to see any of it. And they were just like, yeah, no problem. Climb on board. So off I went. So I was free. And I land in Ostianal and I meet some wonderful people there. We go out on night patrol for about four hours of the night. And we follow the leader, we all have to wear dark clothing and they have a little infrared torch. Um, oh, sorry, not infrared. Uh, um, they have a, a torch with a red light and it shines uh, onto the turtles and it doesn't freak them out or anything like that. So then when we see a turtle, we go behind it and we're count I'm counting the eggs and I'm measuring the shells and we're tagging them and we're checking what condition they're in. Um, and this information is all fed back to the conservation scientists. And it was wonderful. It was magnificent. I saw the Arabada, which is where they all come at once. And basically thousands of them come. And that went through into the daylight, into the more early hours of the morning. And it was such a spectacle of nature to witness. It was, it was amazing. So wonderful time spent there. Just wanted to share a little bit of that with you because it was so wonderful. And I do recommend going out there and doing this for yourself. Then after that, I spent one night in Nosara, met a man that I really connected with and actually thought, oh, you know, he's got a lot of potential here. Had a lovely, lovely day. Uh, date with him. I was literally only there for a day. I don't quite know how this happened. Um, and then I went down to Montezuma, did a retreat, Santa Teresa, didn't like it very much. Um, and just had this feeling like, I've, oh, I've got to get back to Nasara. And so I went back to Nasara. Things didn't work out with that guy. Um, <laughs> and then as soon as I got there, I was just, I had this feeling. It's funny because I didn't get it the first time, maybe because I was rushing around and I was transiting from one place to the next within such a short amount of time. But this time I get off the bus and it's like I can breathe oxygen for the first time. <sighs> and I still remember that feeling of ultimate connection, absolute connection with everything. And my soul just felt like it was home. It recognized a familiarity in the place and I thought, I've been here before. There is something so familiar about this place. And the vibration you get there is electric. It's so high vibrational. And for those of you that don't really understand what that means, 
the only way I can explain it is it, it's like you've got a high pulse of energy running through your body and you feel more alive than ever before. And so in that moment, I knew I'd found my place without really knowing a lot about it at all. And from then on, I then, I go to explore the beach. It's absolutely breathtaking, Giona's beach. It connects to another beach called Palada. And it's full of surfers. There's people meditating on the beach, very tapped in, connected people. Um, a lot of uh, yogis go there, people who really enjoy yoga. A lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of life coaches and people doing their own thing, people who are independent and strong and who want a life very similar to me. And what I really love about Nosara is the fact that it brings in all these people. And what you're left with is this community of like-minded individuals where you just, you literally feel like you're talking to yourself, you're having a conversation with yourself and they care, you know, they care about the earth, they care about their own personal growth, they care about other humans, they care about what they're eating, there's a lot of self-love, a lot of highly developed emotional beings. And the best thing about it of all is that everybody is living Pura Vida, which means the pure life. There's no stress, there's no rushing, there's no hassle to get to the bank in time. There's just chill, there's what will be will be. And the pace of life is slower, you can step back, you can slow down. And when you do that, of course, you can make that time and create that space to connect more with yourself. And so from that, it really helps you grow as a person and you feel so much healthier. And I've said this before, but the Guanacaste province is a blue zone. And a blue zone means that people live a lot longer than the average person. So that in itself is evidence enough to show you the magic of this place. As I mentioned earlier, I have been to some of the most beautiful places in the world and I've never had this feeling before. And I honestly wasn't expecting it, but if I had to list all the things that I need from a place, then Nosara is it. And I've moved around England, oh, I think I've lived in like 15 places now in the UK and Ireland. I lived in Cork for a month beautiful place. Um, but I've never had this feeling and I've, I've never ever felt settled. So there is definitely a connection to the jungle, to the ocean, to the tropics, to that side of the world. And some of my friends think I'm a little bit crazy for wanting to live there, but I know that that is my home. And so I'm actually going to be moving out there at the end of this month, which is really exciting. And who knows who I'm going to meet this time. I'm super excited. If I really listen to my intuition, let's just put this out there for you all to, to hear my confession. But I do believe that the love of my life is right around the corner. 
And I do believe that that's one of the reasons why I'm meant to be in Nosara. And I recently just heard um, a beautiful story of, you probably know Mel Wells, and she basically, it feels like we're the same person. And if she ever does listen to this, um, I, I do hope to meet her next time I go, but Mel, I honestly feel like you and I were separated at birth. Um, she's also Aquarius like me, and she met her husband out there at my favorite restaurant through her friends. Um, I think some of which I know as well. And it was so organic, the way they met is the way I've envisioned meeting my future partner. And they basically fell in love at first sight. And so something inside of me intuitively is telling me that this will happen. So there we go, I've put it out there now, I've said it. Let's see if I'm right. This will be an exciting <laughs> future podcast episode to come with it. It's such a beautiful thing when you've established that connection to yourself, when you're tapped into yourself and you've really developed your sense of intuition because I, I fully trust it now. After it leading me to Nasara and after it leading me in other other stages of my life as well, actually. It led me to do my radiotherapy career. If I hadn't have done my career in radi radiotherapy and worked with cancer patients for 12 years, then I wouldn't have the skill set that I have now, the interpersonal skills, the empathy. I wouldn't have the ability to hold deep space for people like I do. I can hold a lot of pain. And that's because I'm used to holding it for people that are going through a very difficult time. And so everything really, really does set you up for where you're going to be. And of course we all have choices. We can all go one way, we can all go another. But I, I strongly feel now that if you're able to connect more to yourself and listen to your intuition, it can be your compass and it can take you to places that you were once only dreaming about. And now it has always been a dream of mine to work online so that I can travel the world and to help people. Those are my two greatest desires. And the course of events that have happened in my life have created a divine domino effect that has now led me to my dream life. So I want you to know that that is possible for you too. And if you're able to connect more to yourself, you're able to tap into your intuition, you're able to use that as a compass to get you to the place where your soul desires to be, wherever that is. And you don't have to be an entrepreneur, this is just my vision. It may not be yours. You might have a completely different vision. It's got to be what's aligned to you. But I want you to know that you can allow yourself to dream and then you can make a plan. And one day you might be looking back thinking, I'm so glad that I was able to do that. I'm so happy that I've chosen to listen to myself over others and that I am connected 
to myself. No dream is ever too big. And I do believe that what is desired by you is destined for you. You just have to have the courage to go after it. A great way for you to become more acquainted with your intuition is to just start paying more attention to yourself, to start feeling instead of thinking. Every time something happens, how does it make you feel? Are there any patterns showing up in your life? Any coincidences, any clues? And if you're feeling like that's just not even available to you right now, then I do, I do recommend to sit in stillness and meditation because it really helps you filter out all the things that are in the way of you seeing clearly. And this is how you have a lot more clarification. And a big part of this journey is to do your own inner work so that you can do exactly that. So this is something that I do help my clients with and why I feel it's so important because a clear vision only comes from having a clear mind, body and soul. And so again, I've said it before, but a lot of it comes back to self-care and self-love. So if you're ready to begin this inner journey of self and you, you know that something's not in alignment and you don't feel right somewhere along the line and maybe you don't feel happy where you are right now, that in itself, that little niggling feeling is your intuition telling you, this ain't right for you, girl, or boy. <laughs> Listen up. So I want to invite you to start spending more time with yourself, to start closing yourself off from distractions, from things that aren't really important to you, like Netflix or drinking or drugs or whatever it might be, any sort of addictive behavior, anything that's distracting. And just spend more time with yourself. Journaling is also an extremely good way to get your thoughts out and transmute them through you. So they're not just bouncing around inside of your head. And of course, I am here to help you as well. This is what I do. So if you're interested in, in learning more about what I can offer you, and you want to start doing the inner work and clearing what's blocking you, then do get in touch with me. My details are in the show notes. Um, my Instagram is at the wellbeing wanderer. So the, the same name as this podcast. <laughs> and I would love to, to hear your story and, and hear how I can support you in your journey. This concludes the episode for today. I hope that gives you some refreshing food for thought and you've got some good takeaways from this episode. Thank you for joining me today. And as usual, before I go, here is my final message for you all. Intuition is your soul whispering the truth to your heart and hoping that you hear. Once again, thank you for listening, everyone, and see you on next week's show.